Hi, this is Money Talk Podcast, and today I'm sat here with Alex Vanderlip and Alan Thomas to discuss interest rates. So, Alex, could we just start off by talking what interest rates are? How do they work? Okay. So, interest rates act as a way in which we value money. Uh, everything generally tends to have some sort of cost. So, if we want to go and, for instance, rent a car then there's a cost to renting that car and that builds in for instance okay well what is it that the, is the value of that going to change over time so for instance if i was going to go um if you want to borrow my car to drive up to manchester for instance so I was, don't do that yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay why you got the license first um but uh sorry for the inside jokes um but if we're going to drive to manchester and back well that's going to put an extra you know 600 kilometers on the clock and there'll be a bit of wear and tear on the tires mm. and all this so and also cars depreciate over time mm. so over that period of the weekend or what have you then what i get back my car will be slightly less valuable Mm-hmm. So just in that same way as, well, that's less valuable, money has this tendency to get less valuable because we have this uh, phenomenon called inflation, which mm. ends up being uh, a factor whereby the what our, our money can buy today mm. tends to be able to buy less in future. Mm. You hear this all the time, yeah. especially on the news, they might turn around and say, it was... 500 pounds in 1970 which is the equivalent of x number of pounds today yes because 500 pounds to some people today might seem like not a lot mm. but back then was a huge amount of money yes right? so exactly so over time purchasing power mm. uh, reduces and that is a factor of inflation so there'll be historical occasions when you know, people will go back and, and, and what happened in you know, Germany in the 1930s or has happened in certain African countries more recently where you Zimbabwe. get hyper in Zimbabwe where you get <laughs> hyperinflation where essentially the value of money decreases at a very significant mm. rate. Like the loaf of bread that you picked up off the shelf <laughs> by the time you actually got to the till was worth you, yes. know, you had to have more money because inflation was that high. Gosh. So I mean that's a it's but it's it's not that far off. I mean, the the so the the thing ends up being that you know, you want to try and preserve the value of what mm-hmm. you have, and so interest rates uh, on one hand act as a way to insulate you against that. So if you want to borrow money from me as a if you want to borrow money from me for mm-hmm. a year, I want to what I get back. I kind of want to be compensated for the fact that. I don't get to, to use it or wouldn't get to spend it. Oh, I see. So, okay. and one of the ways, um, and there's an and inflation is a really, really important topic. I mean, mm. it's not just you know, over the past 18 months in the wake of what's happened uh, in, in Ukraine and after uh, COVID with a lot of uh, money being available uh, in the system, but inflation's you know, really. Yeah, it's a, difficult a to not get technical and go down a rabbit warren of information here because you could almost kind of start going into macroeconomics and yeah. stuff like that. And But I think just the, 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 you know, one of the ways in which to think about it, which is uh, you know, really, really quickly, because people don't necessarily have you know, the correct understanding of inflation, but you know, as in terms of purchasing power. So a year ago, you could what you would spend to buy 12 eggs, mm-hmm. Now you can only buy eight eggs. 
So purchase, I, so what my pound from last year doesn't buy as much as it does now. So essentially interest ends up being a way to compensate for what is it we perceive I as see. going to be the lowering of the value of our pound. So just to be clear, so is it essentially, um, let's say I'm borrowing a thousand pounds, a thousand pounds next year due to inflation is going to be more than it is now. And so that interest rate by increasing it by 5% guarantees that what you're getting back- not guarantees. Yeah. Compensates, compensates what yeah. you're then getting back is going to be equal. Well, so, so you use that example, we're talking about compensation, right? So <clears throat> if you borrowed a thousand pounds off Alex, and you know, you trust you, I don't, but you know, let's not go there. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, you know, in a year's time, you're gonna have to repay him the thousand pounds, but on top of that, you're gonna have to pay him 52 pounds 50 if he was generous enough to offer it at the Bank of England rate, which is 5.25 right now. Uh. So that compensation offsets the lack or the inability to access that money for that one year. Mm, That's okay. what interest rates are for. And yeah, and so there'll be also the tricky thing then is that interest rates do not necessarily match inflation. Okay. So the who is it that sets interest rates to kind of go and answer a question? So in every country you have a central bank which tends to manage the availability and cost of money. So here in the UK, it's the Bank of England, mm -hmm. and amongst other duties that they perform, one of which is setting interest rates, because setting interest rates is a conduit to the availability of money, how cheap or expensive should it be. Now, generally speaking, what banks want to do is to say if inflation is running too high then interest rates will rise as a mechanism to try and stop people spending as much because inflation oh. in some ways is seen as too much money chasing too few goods and services whereas if the economy is very very weak and inflation is very low then central banks and the Bank of England may cut interest rates to try and make credit more easily available and more attractive to get people to spend. So the, the kind of the problem ends up being, how do you then manage interest rates along with inflation? And this year, we've had a situation where interest rates have been rising, but they are still really significantly below the actual rate of inflation. Yeah, because we talked about this last week, right? So, <clears throat> I mean, it's only the last, you know, only recently that we've seen this dramatic increase in, in uh, interest rates versus the last 10, 10, 15 years since the financial crisis where they, you know, they, they, they zeroed dropped, them. they zeroed them. Yeah. I mean, it's the easiest way, right? Yeah. So, and, um, you know, we're now seeing them go higher and higher. So for a lot of younger people who haven't witnessed or haven't been around, uh, you know, or in, in times when interest rates were higher, it, it probably seemed like money was free. Right? <laughs> just a little bit, yeah, yeah. just a little. Want to go buy a car? Yeah, it's free. Want this? <laughs> buy free. Go free. You know, want a phone? Free. Right? Anything that you wanted was free because effectively, in the cost of borrowing money for corporates was low. Yeah. Really low. 
So it was easy for them to just go zero interest, zero interest, zero interest, and then just tack a little bit on to the cost of the goods mm. and services because everyone's like, well, you know, you're spreading the cost again, mm. right? So perception-wise, they're looking at going, yeah, that's that's amazing. So, but now it's not free. Mm. So suddenly it's not zero interest rates, it's 5% or it's 10%. And it's now becomes a little bit more different. So mm. it's something you could really bear in mind. So why are they so high? Um, why are they at 5% today? So given that um, several economies in the Western world, not just uh, in the UK, have experienced inflation, one of the, the ways in which uh, authorities, whether it's either the government or uh, the central bank, the Bank of England, the ways in which they can manage that rate of inflation tends to be by using interest rates to uh, try and manage how much money is going after goods and services. So mm -hmm. there's it becomes really very, very complicated and probably beyond the scope of today's podcast, but the reason why interest rates have risen from an exceedingly low rate um, within the past 18 months to now five and a quarter percent ends up being because we had inflation that had at some points reached double digits mm. and the one of the few mechanisms that the central bank has it's practically the only mechanism they've got yes exactly yeah I mean then that was that that acceleration or that um, that significant rise in inflation came about because of things like Ukraine, Russian war, mm. right? So you, the cost of Lots oil, of you know, uh, commodities mm. suddenly went up and- Food know, prices went food up, prices. fertilizer prices went up because oil prices went up. So a lot of it, oh, so this is why everyone, and if you, you watch uh, yeah, yeah. any sort of news programs, you know, if there's a big rise in the price of oil, that's mm. something that become goes to the fore because oil in its various forms becomes an input for Plastics, agriculture, agriculture, chemicals, you know, you name it, right? It's there and that's the thing. So in transport, so, you know, and most people kind of go, uh, yeah, because, all right, let's just take it to a really simple example. Mm. You go down to the supermarket, you fill up with, with a basket of goods that you probably bought, you know, have been, most people buy the same items over and over and again. Yeah. And they're looking at the bill and going, wow this is going up yeah right i mean wow definitely yeah and that's why right the oh. costs are going up because the underlying costs of delivering and creating the products is increasing and have increased exponentially wow gosh well um macroeconomics here we go macroeconomics, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there will be several who will say actually it's not about prices it's about money supply but that's uh, yeah, that's probably for a different yeah. public yeah, yeah, subject yeah. and we'll, we'll stay well away from that argument let, let, let's keep it simple, yes right? yeah well to steer back on track i think i'm just going to go yeah. with um you know are there different types of loans that offer different interest rates so we obviously spoke about mortgages um last time yes absolutely so especially for uh, you know, for you, me, and the, the retail consumer for a bank, then yeah, there will be different loans, which actually are structured for different purposes. And yeah, we could look at them in a couple of different ways and uh, that, that we can think about them. There will be a couple which are or types of loans for you know, fixed assets. So a mortgage mm -hmm. is specifically designed to buy a property. 
and it has features that will take into account that it's a very big loan compared to what your income would mm. look like. So you stretch it over a longer period of time, but stretching it over a longer period of time has the impact for the lender of slightly increasing their risk. So to compensate for that, it's a loan where it's collateralized. And we've spoken in our previous uh, episodes about uh, what well, collateral people who means. didn't listen to it, collateral is effectively an underlying asset that you would use as security. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, it's like, Hattie, I want to borrow 20 quid. And you're like going, uh, I don't know if you're going to repay it. Okay, well, have my watch whilst I have that 20 pounds. And when I give it back to you, you'll give me my watch. That's a sweet deal, I'll take that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. But, you know, like maybe that's a bit thing. But it's, again, that's effectively what collateral is. So it's, you know, from that perspective. From the house, it's, it's easier for a bank or a building society to offer a loan on a house because it's a tangible asset. Mm. People want to live in houses, they can sell it. They don't depreciate over time, typically, or they might over short periods of time, but long term, historically, it shows that house prices go up. Mm. Can't say the same for a car. So you yeah. you happily give a loan for 30 years yeah. on a house. Yeah. You're not going to do it for can't. a car because... Uh, because obviously it's a depreciating asset. But there are also then loans that are specifically set up to take that into account. So there's a whole nother section of loans that you might get from a, a bank or a finance house which are to do with how to how to finance purchasing a car so many people now won't save up uh to to get the thirty-five thousand pounds you might need for a new car instead they may save up eight thousand mm-hmm. and use a finance package to borrow that now the interest rates may would be most likely higher than you would have on a mortgage mm-hmm. but lower than for another type of loan where they don't have security. So the idea of collateral or security is if you don't pay back the loan, I, I take back what you borrowed. So you don't pay me back on the car loan, I'll take the car. I'll sell it and try and make yeah, me the, whole. The banks will typically only do it up to a certain amount of value, mm. right? So <clears throat> most people actually don't take bank loans out on cars. Although what they'll do is they'll go to the, the dealership and they'll get a PCP. So, you know, they'll, they'll get a personal, PC, contract, personal contract plan, plan okay. where they effectively take a loan out on the car, pay it in installments, and then either buy it outright or oh, buy it back. Okay. Now, the thing is, again, when interest rates were zero, you know, car companies were giving out, you know, zero, you know, really low, really enticing deals to buy the cars. Because people don't have normally 20, 30 grand, you know, or I don't know what the cost of the car is these days, but, you know, 20, 30 grand, they may not have it. Mm. Hand, so they have to, you know, displace the installments yeah. over a period of time. More people are buying things on PCP because they make it super attractive. Mm-hmm. I think we should do an episode on PCP and car loans because they could get into things. But the reality of it is, is actually they're not that great a deal. Okay. And if you if you're buying a second-hand car mm. the PCP value is exponentially higher than you're buying a brand new car from the same dealership oh so there's different rates yeah right. and so that's the exactly so getting back to your original point Hattie as to what products are there and with different interest rates so it's almost as though you could chart that the lowest 
nominal or the, the lowest headline interest rate you'd see would be on a mortgage, but that's because you've got a fixed asset that you could probably sell to get retains, your money back. Probably retains. retains. Oh, you yeah. then move up. Okay, I've got a loan, a car loan, PCP, where if it goes wrong, I'll get the car. It will have depreciated, but I'll have figured it out higher than higher than a, a mortgage. But still, because there is security, there will be it, it will be a shade above a mortgage. But then, if you go into territory where you've got loans where the bank or the lender doesn't have security, mm. then it becomes slightly different. So you have a personal loan, which is a loan you can get from a bank where you will tell them what you're going to what you intend to use it for but they're relying not on you to bank it down the pub no exactly. <laughs> you, you know, you're, not, you're not basically giving it all to play the euro millions for instance um, true leverage but uh, that's a different podcast we're not going to talk about my pension plan uh, um, hey, old, per se that's my pension plan <laughs> get out of it get your own pension plan um, but uh but a personal loan will then have a higher rate because if you just stop paying it, they can't really there's change you. tangible. And then mm. there's credit cards where because of the flexibility, but the fact that it's it's more difficult to chase down uh, those who, who can't pay it mm. uh, or it becomes a much more involved process, then ends up having, they have very much higher rates. So yes, different products end up having different interest rates. Okay, well, thank you both for talking to us today about interest rates. Um, if you have any questions, please do get in touch with us by our email address, askmoneytalk at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Spotify, um, and TikTok. So please do get in touch um, with any questions you have for future topics.